It's a scam. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I wanted to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubters wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, let's talk about scams. Now, I found it really interesting. This morning, I was just flicking through Instagram, and I'm just having a bit of a look on my social media page. By the way, if you're not following Michael Mojo on Instagram, I don't know what's wrong. Go and follow me, Michael Mojo double zero on Instagram. Anyway, I'm flicking through Insta. I'm just chilling, having my coffee, setting my morning up. And the next second, I see a page, and it comes up, and it talks about this scammer. And I was like, wow, I know that scammer. Now, this is a coach that I've worked with before. Amazing coach, has helped me to get great results. I want to make it clear, I was already making millions of dollars and this person really helped me fine tune what I was doing. He looked at stuff, he was very blunt with me, just said, hey, look, this is what you need to do, fine tune this stuff and gave amazing advice. Anyway, I see this page come up and it talks about him being a scammer and I thought, ah, okay. So I watched some of the videos and what this person had done, whoever had this scam page, had essentially cut really small clips to just make this person look bad. And what had happened from my understanding, and I remember my mentor talking about this you know, on, on an old coaching call that I was going through. He said that this guy he'd given advice to, the guy didn't really listen to the advice. So he told the guy, go and do the shit that I told you to do instead of looking for new strategies or new things. Just go and do what I told you to do. Anyway, this guy cracked the shits told him to, you know, that he wanted his money back. The coach mentor that I had told him to go fuck himself and that, you know, he kicked him out of his program anyway. And so then this guy has gone around the internet, created scam pages, all these fraud pages, and he's just committed to trying to defame the coach and the mentor that I had, which is one of my coaches and mentors. It's not the only one that I've ever had, by the way, like I've had hundreds. But I thought, isn't it interesting as a person who studies human behavior and is, you know, probably one of the top people on the planet in that area, I found it really, really interesting to try to understand why somebody spends so much effort trying to discredit somebody or putting so much effort into how other people do things. Now, look, I get it. I've had people who have done the wrong things before and I've really been pissed off and I've thought, you know what, I would love to just lay them out online. You know, last year, if you go back and listen to some of the episodes, I had a woman who signed up to my programs. I knew that I could help her. She was really struggling in life. Like her whole life was essentially fucked. She made okay money and she didn't have anything to spend it on because she was essentially a fucking dropkick. She was a business owner who worked in the property and real estate area in finance and worked in low socioeconomic areas selling houses. But she was an absolute dropkick. She drank all the time. She told me she gambled a lot. She would sleep in her office. Her family essentially bought her a dog. They bought her a dog because they were worried about her because she had no friends, no people that she hung around, and all she ever did was just work. That's the only thing that she did. But her life was so shit. Her weight was crap. Her mindset was disgusting, and I thought, you know what? I could really help this person. Anyway, 
This person gets invited to one of my events and she comes along. She ends up signing up to my coaching program to do some one-on-one coaching. She's like, look, I'm really struggling. I really need that help. She came to my event, had a panic attack because she just overthought shit. I spoke to her on the phone. My team tried to get hold of her. I spoke to her on the phone and she was fine. She was like, look, I'll come in for my one-on-one session. Then the morning of the session, I called her. She said, yes, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm like, look, don't bail all of that. Anyway, about an hour to an hour and a half before the session, I'm with one of my clients. Her assistant calls or her admin calls or whatever it was. She calls and said, oh, she can't come now. She's had this thing come up. If you can just refund all of her money. She just decided she doesn't want to do this anymore. She essentially fucking bailed. So I held her accountable and I said, look, you're going to have to pay for the four hour block that I blocked out half a day for this client. I said, I'll charge you for that. I'll refund all the rest of the money. I think that's fair and reasonable. She goes fucking ballistic. First of all, she tells me, you know, my ex-husband's going to come around and have a tough talk with you. She threatens me. Like, I'm not scared of that shit. But then she's, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to take you to court. She starts sending me all these emails like two to three times a day. And eventually it got to the point where I was just like, look, just have your money and fucking go away. But the thing is, there was part of me as well that was like, she works in the era of finance. She works in the era of people's homes. Now, houses are, are especially in low socioeconomic areas or low to mid socioeconomic areas, uh, low to middle, I should say. People's homes are their, probably their greatest asset. They're the greatest thing that they're ever going to earn, their sense of pride. Now, if she's working with people's homes and their money, and that's their greatest sense of pride that they're ever going to have, I'm like, this woman needs to be exposed because. If she's gambling and working in the era of finance, if she's drinking, if she sleeps at the office, if she has no friends, all of these things are massive red flags. And I was like, there's part of me that just wanted to put everything as much as I could online about this person and just go, fuck, I don't want anyone else to deal with this person. But then when I really thought about it, you know, I knew that I was angry. And when emotions are high, intelligence is low. We use different brain structures. Now, some people in the personal development space who haven't really studied you know, neuroscience or, or really even understand the basics of how the brain works will debate that. And they'll say, oh, you know, emotions drive everything. No, they don't. Emotions are a conditioned response to perceptions. Those perceptions drive our emotions. Now, the thing is that emotions drive behavior, but behavior reinforces the thought patterns that we've previously had. So it creates something called a feedback loop. And so that's how we create these things called habits or even addictions. So for me personally, I thought about it and I was like, look, this isn't a good way of acting. This isn't what I want to do. I'm not dedicated to this one moron. I'm dedicated to helping people perform better in life, which is why I'm doing this podcast. It's why I run my programs like Dominate. It's why I do my online coaching. It's why I run events. This is why I wake up every day. And that's the thing that provides me fulfillment. It's the thing that gives me energy. It's the thing that gives me clarity. It's the thing that gives me purpose in life. It's the thing that makes me want to live. And I thought all I'm doing is I'm just pissed off. I'm frustrated. I'm putting all my energy into this thing that's that's pissing me off. Where focus goes, energy flows. If I keep putting my energy into that thing that frustrates me and that person and that individual, all I'm doing is I'm creating a distraction for myself. Is it worth it? And the answer was no. So I had to let it go even though I was so super pissed off at the time. Now I look back and I'm like, look, her life is dog shit. She's going to suffer because of her own choices, not because of mine, not because of anything. She's going to suffer. The other thing is, is that I can always make more money. She's not going to get a better life without somebody like me helping her because if she could already be there, she would be there. And it's the same thing I tell everybody, right? As a coach, why do people hire a coach? And I'm like, well, because if people could figure shit out already, they would already be there. 
part of the reason why I have coaches and mentors is because I need other people to give me a different perspective. It also helps me to gain knowledge. Knowledge is my most valuable asset. It's your most valuable asset. If you don't value your knowledge, you don't really value success. You don't really value yourself because knowledge is bridging the gap between where you are today, where you want to be in the future, your future goals, everything. Now, a lot of people value money over knowledge, but that's why they have a very little bit of knowledge and they can't get to where they want to get to. It's really obvious. I invest way more. Like I care way more about my knowledge than I do about money, which is why I spend my money on gaining knowledge. But the more knowledge I have, the more money I make. And so the more money I make, the more I invest in great coaches and mentors and everything. And that's why now I start hanging out with people that are global leaders. You know, as I mentioned, my mentor just sold a company for $1.2 billion. Amazing dude. One of the, you know, the smartest business people I've ever met. But that's why. Because I'm not afraid to invest in things that are important in life. I invest in my health. It's an investment. I invest in my mindset. Because those things pay themselves off. They pay dividends for the rest of my life. Anyway, my point is is that people who believe that things are a scam limit their own success. And they're really just trying to find a way as to why they're not the fucking problem in their own life. And yeah, there are things out there that are scams. I see those like 18-year-old crypto douchebags that you know sit on the front of somebody else's Ferrari or Lamborghini and then sell these online courses and shit like that that try to convince people that they're achieving something. That's okay. There's two things that are going to happen there. First of all, eventually the person who's doing shit like that is going to create a lot of resentment and a lot of people that don't like them because they're not truly going to get results. They're not getting results from what they're teaching. They're getting results from what they've learned somewhere else that they're just trying to live a lifestyle and make money to pay for that lifestyle instead of walking the path and then sharing it with others. Yes, those people are out there. And yes, there are plenty of people out there who are committed to exposing those people and who are going to spend the next two to three years dedicated to putting so much shit online and everything like that, but it's going to destroy their lives. Now, both of those parties are going to suffer. I know people who never really made a lot of money, but they just created a really good Instagram account that looked wild. They sold false promises to a bunch of other people in a lifestyle of people that were ignorant, and those people bought it. Now, the people who bought the dumb shit, they're going to be the ones who are going to learn their lesson too. Right, Because if you chase money, if the only reason why you do things is because you want a shortcut, you're eventually going to get stung. Right, People go to a casino. Casinos sting people all the time. Why do they do it? Because most people are looking for shortcuts. If you don't look for shortcuts and you're prepared to put in the work, you know that it's going to take effort, all of those types of things and you put in the work, you know that you're building your self-character. I've spent money before on shit that doesn't work, but it worked for other people. I also know that it either taught me a great lesson, it wasn't right for me, I just learned more about myself. I learned more about who I was, what I needed, where I was going. I wouldn't say that I lost money, I just learned things that I needed to learn. Now, when I was younger, I was trying to take shortcuts. You know, like I invested in options trading, I did share trading for a while. Then what I realized is that very few share traders ever make money, very few. And normally the ones who are online telling you that they make all this money don't actually make money from share trading. They make money from teaching people how to trade shares. And it's good in theory. It makes them a lot of money. The real big share traders, they're the ones who are working for companies that are getting paid 20, you know, 10, $5 million a year because they're so good and they're highly valuable. They're not going to have a thousand students sign up for a $3,000 course. They're not going to do that. They're going to be working for Goldman Sachs and all the big companies and making a shit ton of money. There are those things out there. But they're not scams. It's just that those people are trying to sell something on a path that they haven't walked. I get it. I don't think it's congruent, but they're going to realize that they've got to deal with a lot of people that don't like them. 
On the other hand, people who do stupid shit, they always learn their own lessons. But what I'm 100% sure about, especially in this community, and this is why I talk about it, in this community of driven mofos, be very, very careful about your skepticism. It's okay to say things like, I don't believe that that will work. But once you start to become highly skeptical of something, you might be limiting your own results. There are always people online who are saying shit about me as well. Oh, this shit doesn't work, blah, blah. I've had thousands of students come through and do our stuff. And we get great testimonials and a heap of them. Like the cool thing was in the last month, we launched my Dominate program, which is cheap as shit, right? It's a monthly subscription. In that product, we had 87 people, I think, sign up in the first month. And I haven't even really marketed it. Like I haven't been pushing it on social media. I think we might've run maybe a couple hundred bucks or even a thousand bucks in ads, but that was just as a test piece. We haven't even really started pushing it yet. The majority of people who have signed up for that are people who have already done my courses and programs. Why do they do that? Because what I do works, right? Does it work for everybody? No, it's never going to work for everybody. Why? Because some people aren't prepared to fucking work. That's all that it comes down to. But I've also had people who they have left my programs, said that what I do doesn't work. And three years later, they're back in my program again because they tried a whole bunch of other shit that really didn't work. And then they come back and they realize the value of my products or my programs like Thrive Time. They come back and they reset. And then they start crushing results. But sometimes they just have to realize that it's always on you. Like my business is on me. I can blame everybody else. I can call everybody else scammers. I can call people frauds. But the truth is it really comes down to me. And everything that you do in your life comes down to you. If you're not happy with where you're at right now, you have to change something. You have to make different decisions. You have to change your thoughts, your emotions, and your behaviors. That's what it comes down to. I've read probably hundreds of books that I've read and they're like, eh, they're all right. But that doesn't mean that they're bullshit. It's just that they're for a different type of person. These days, I will speed read a book and I go, yeah, I've, I've heard like pretty much everything in here before. But that's because I have a high level of base of knowledge. But I read books all the time and I'm like, holy shit, that's a piece of the missing jigsaw puzzle. So I'm consistently learning and taking things in. What I would say is be very careful with your skeptical mind. Because people who are skeptical always limit themselves. They always hold themselves back. They always get stuck. They're angry people and they're always looking to blame somebody else. Right? The only scam is the fact that people think that there are scams. There's not scams. There is lessons and learnings that people need to learn in life. And sometimes they sting like shit. Guys, is it time to get out of your own way? Top executives, rich listers, athletes, high-level celebrities, top performers all know that it's easy to slip backwards and start making excuses, which is exactly why they have coaches. These are literally people at the top of their game and they still have coaches. So why shouldn't you? Having a coach means having a competitive edge, an edge that has you three to four steps ahead of everybody else in your industry, in your game, and even in life. An edge that gives you inner strength, confidence, and grit to handle anything in life. That's what you need to accelerate in life. Are you ready to step it up? Are you sick of trying to figure out everything on your own? Let's work together and finally break those barriers that have been holding you back for so long. Let's get you experiencing the success and the fulfillment that you've been dreaming of. Apply for my elite mindset and lifestyle coaching at michaelmojo.com. Go check it out. There is a show on Netflix. It was awesome. It was called BitCon. So bit, B-I-T, con. 
Now, in that, they talk about this bunch of young dudes who set up this payment system to be able to use Bitcoin on a credit card, like a Visa. So you could essentially just get the money and go on, like with your Bitcoin, you could just spend it like on a credit card. I started watching this documentary and the guy at the start, as a kid, he sold drugs. He hung out with really shady people. His best friend, he dobbed in his best friend to the police because they got busted dealing drugs and then he ratted on his best friend. Then he's taking drugs and partying. And then he realizes that there's heaps of money in crypto. So he sets up essentially this crypto thing. And, and yes, this was a scam. I know I'm going back on what I said about scams. But when I watched it, I thought this is interesting because I got hit up by people who were promoting this stuff. And it was almost like a Ponzi scheme where people were talking about it. And so I started getting messages about it. Hey, look, you got to go check out this coin and this thing. It's going to this token. It's going to make all this money. It's this payment gateway. Da, 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 da. You get in on the ground floor. Now, the first thing that I did was, I guess I was a bit smarter than most. I went and had a look at the website. On the website, I read it and I was like, mm, seems legitimate. Where are they based? Now, they were based in Dubai and they were also based in Singapore. So their head offices were in Singapore and Dubai. And I was like, oh, that's probably not the best. And I'll tell you why. Because Singapore is a tax haven and Dubai can get away with a lot of shit, especially financially. So they don't have the same regulations on investments as in the US and also in Australia. So I thought, oh, then I clicked on the LinkedIn accounts that were attached and they just looked like bullshit. When I read them, I was like, this seems like bullshit. Now, because I looked into it, I thought, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. Based on my knowledge, it just doesn't make sense. So I didn't do it. Anyway, it comes out that they were doing fraud, all of that sort of shit. Unfortunately, the guy who was the big ripoff dude, he ended up getting away again. And a couple of other people, because he ratted on them again, ended up going to jail. What my point is, is everyone who was involved in that got taught a valuable lesson. Now, when Bitcoin was going crazy, my inbox was full of all these brokies that had never had money before telling me that I had to get in on this ground level project because it was going to make all this money. And when I said, no, I'm all good, they're like, yeah, but you don't understand. You don't get it. And I'm like, motherfucker, I made more money than you probably my whole entire life, like, or maybe not. When I was 13, you probably heard this before on my podcast. My parents, they would go away on holidays on the weekend up to this shack. Now, all their friends would come up and they'd all get drunk. And so on Sunday morning, they would all wake up with fucking hangovers. I would tell them that if they gave me a gold coin donation, I would wash all the dishes because there'd be dishes everywhere. So I'd spend like an hour washing the dishes and I'd make like 50 bucks. Now, as a 13-year-old, that was pretty cool. I started washing people's cars and shit like that for like 10 bucks or 20 bucks. So I started my own little car detailing business. And so I've always made, made money. It's been like, I've just enjoyed the process of making money and finding value and, and figuring out how to help people in exchange for cash. These people that were reaching out, they were always brokies and they think like brokies and brokies do things where they try to look for shortcuts. I already made money in crypto. I got in, I got out. I bought Bitcoin, I bought Litecoin, I bought Ethereum. I watched it go up. It may be too erratic because any markets that increase way too rapidly, you'll get excited about. When you get excited, you think they're always going to be that way. And then they crash. They correct. Share market does it. Property market does it. You know, when people get elated and excited, they do dumb shit. So what my point is, is that all these people that were doing that stuff, I could see that it was like a Ponzi scheme or it was just something that didn't seem legit. Now, I thought that, but I didn't know. I wasn't 100% sure because I can't guarantee anything, right? Like I sort of can, but I can't. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to get involved in this stuff. It's not my thing. Also, crypto is a distraction or these types of investments that are quite volatile. They're a distraction. I had them before. They distracted me. All I did was watch my crypto account every day because it was going up by like 
you know, five or 10 grand a day. And I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. But then when it started dropping, I was shitting my pants and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to lose all this money. And so I became emotional. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. So I wasn't focused on growing my business. I wasn't focused on my customers. I was focused on fucking crypto and making money. That is a really, really, really bad thing for life. I very rarely think about money most days. Like I do, but I don't. I think about growing my business. I think about helping more people. I think about getting this knowledge out to the world. I think about getting more people into our programs, but I don't really think about money because money's a distraction. In the matrix, it's the woman in the red dress. So for me, that took my focus away. Now for all these people who were telling me that they're gonna make all this money, they were online every day on Instagram and social media pumping it. This thing's gonna make money, I'm making 1% per day. I'm like, holy shit, the greatest companies in the world can't even guarantee 1% per day. So imagine that, Apple don't guarantee 1% returns per day. Apple, they're one of the biggest companies on the fucking planet. Disney, they don't guarantee 1% per day. The biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world, they don't promise 1% per day. So these companies that were promising 1% return per day, I'm like, man, that does not make logical sense. If the greatest companies in the world, the biggest companies on the planet can't guarantee 1% per day. Now that doesn't mean there aren't companies out there that grow faster than 1% per day, but normally they're highly volatile and they're small businesses that are moving really, really quick in a rapidly escalating market. So I was just cautious. And so I said, no, all these people told me that I was an idiot. They were, you know, I guess spruiking it online every day, trying to convince more and more people to do this stuff. And then guess what happened? The majority of them got found out to be Ponzi schemes and they all collapsed and these people lost their money. But the thing was that they learned a valuable lesson. And that is when you don't live your values, you don't understand your purpose in life, you don't have a clear mission, you don't set effective goals and you don't know why you exist, you're always going to fall for shit. But that's a lesson. It's not a fucking scam. It's there to teach you what you need to learn about yourself. It's there to teach you what you need to learn about your life. Everyone's teaching us lessons. We get good lessons. We get some painful lessons. I get painful ones all the time and I get great lessons all the time. You know, this morning I woke up and I thought about the coaching call last night that we had in Dominate. You know, I think that it's pretty amazing that these people rock up every week on the coaching call on Monday night and they ask great questions and they sit there and they listen. They want to grow and want to learn. I'm so grateful for that. So there are things that provide us gratitude to remind us that we're on the right path. There are things that also kick us in the ass to remind us that we're off track. Now, it may not be the product, the program, or the thing that you bought that is the pain. It's the way you think about it. So like if you're in a rush to try to get money and to make money, you will normally fall for those types of traps because it's a painful lesson to remind you that you need to think differently about money. If you go to the gym and you buy a, you know, a 12-week gym program where you're going to lose all this weight and then you're going to change your habits miraculously after the 12 weeks, like people go on these crazy weight cuts and they're like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it until I get down to this weight and then I'm going to change. I'm like, no, you fucking won't because statistically you won't. Everyone thinks that but it's because you're looking for shortcuts. Here's the valuable lesson. If you build good quality habits over time, not only will you lose the weight, but you'll keep it off. So if you want to lose, let's say 10 kilograms or 20 pounds, you can probably do that, let's say over a six month period. You can enjoy life. Life's great. You start building some good habits. You get to eat certain foods you want. If you want a little bit of chocolate, you can have it. If you want to eat out, you can do that. But providing you track your calories and everything like that, you'll be fine. If you want shortcuts and you want to do it in 12 weeks, that's cool. But here's what's going to happen. You aren't building habits. You're essentially building fucked up habits. And those habits are fucked up because they're going to reinforce your thinking. You're going to look for quick fixes all the time. 
Now, afterwards, anytime you fast, you will feast. So if you start getting to a point, and it happens for multi different reasons, normally if you put yourself in a state of famine for long enough, you have these different hormones, leptin and ghrelin. They make us feel hungry or they suppress our appetite. Now, if you're not eating enough, your hormones will shift and they'll give you crazy feelings. Those feelings make you hungry. So if you go through rapid weight loss, you will probably feel more hungry than is comfortable. Let's say you do that for a week. What will normally happen is you'll catch self binge eating on the weekends or you catch self binge eating after work. I see this with bodybuilders. When I used to work with a lot of that industry, they would look for shortcuts. They're going crazy on their diet because let's say they needed to diet for 20 weeks. They would try to diet for 12 because they were sloppy on their diet. Now, what they really needed to think about, and I'm going to use this as an example, what they really needed to think about, is bodybuilding something that I love? And if the answer is no, then don't fucking do it. Because all it is is a distraction. Here's what happened. Most people are highly insecure. Because they're highly insecure, they think that if they have a better body, it's going to make them feel better about themselves. So they go to the gym, they start exercising, they feel all right, and then someone comes up and says, you should do a bodybuilding comp or you should be a sports model or whatever. And they go, that's a great idea. So they go, wow, if I get up on stage, I'm going to get this attention. I'm going to feel good. It's going to hold me accountable to my diet. I'm going to train more. Life's going to be good. Then they start going through this diet. They normally don't stick to it. So then the bodybuilding comp comes up and instead of having 20 weeks or 24 weeks, they then try to chop it down to 12. So now they're on this hard weight cut. As they go on this hard weight cut in a sport that they don't really enjoy, they're just doing it for their insecurities, to try to get rid of their insecurities. And it makes them feel better about themselves, or so they think. They go through this hard weight cut, then all of a sudden they are chopping their weight hard during the week. And then they just get to one night where they're like, holy shit, on the way home, their brain's thinking about chocolate. They're thinking about chocolate all fucking day, donuts, everything. So they decide to pull into the shop and they walk in there like, I'm just going to get a little bit of chocolate. Then when they're in there, they lose their control. They walk out with a bag of chips. They walk out with chocolate and they sit in the car eating all this shit. Then afterwards, they plow it all down. They feel like crap about themselves. I had females that would come in and they would say, I would sit in the car and cry after I ate. Or they would get outside the car and throw up. They would pull over in a park or somewhere and th make themselves throw up. This is what happens when you look for shortcuts. The people who loved bodybuilding, they're just like, yeah, I'm just on a weight cut. And that's what they do. And then they have weight gain and then they have weight loss because that's how they build their muscle, right? They got to add more calories in to gain the muscle. And then they cut back a little bit, which then helps them drop their fat. Then they gain more muscle. Then they drop their fat. And so they're always tweaking it. But that's their lifestyle. That's the thing that they enjoy. People who do it for reasons because they're trying to not put in the work and deal with their insecurities, not work on their mission and their purpose and their values and the things that they're really trying to build in life, they never create the habits. So these people, all the fucking bitter, jaded, fucked up people who all say, oh, I'd never do bodybuilding. It's just destroys people's bodies. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, it destroyed your body because you did it for the wrong reasons. It's the same as people who say money's a scam. Money destroys people's lives. Money destroys the world. Money doesn't destroy the world. Money destroyed your world because you fucked up. You thought that money was going to give you something that it, it doesn't. When you use money for the right reasons, like I love money. I love money because it's an exchange of value. And to me, I just use it for the things that I love. So if I want to go out, let's say I'm going to go travel and I'm going to go to a national tour. I use money to be able to do that. Now, I enjoy flying business class because it makes me more inspired. I feel better because I get to rest more effectively. Also, I work more effectively. So I would rather fly business class. 
Now, because I fly business class, that costs me more money because I'm getting more value for it. So value is that exchange of money. But at the same time, I work with clients who want to grow their businesses, who want to grow their lives, and they pay me money. Why? Because they want something of value back in return. And this is the way things work. It's just a big expanding cycle if you use money like that. If you use money in a non-effective way, you see it as being a thing. It's a thing that I get. And then when I have it, I get to spend it. When you get it and you spend it, then you're always broke or you have bad habits and bad patterns. So it's not helping you to really understand how to grow more effectively. In life, we grow or we die, or as in we areas of life grow or they die. So if you're not growing financially, you're dying financially. If you're not growing health-wise, you're dying health-wise. If you're not growing your mindset, then you're killing your mindset. My point is, is that when you use things for the wrong reason and you have the wrong intention in the first place and you don't really think about things, you get taught a hard lesson. That's not saying that the bodybuilding industry is a scam. It's not saying that making money is a scam. It's not saying that any product or program is a scam. It's just saying that you learn what you need to learn to get the lessons that you need to learn so that you can evolve and move forward. If you see life like that, sweet. But if you don't and you become bitter and jaded and you think everything's a scam, you'll literally hold yourself back from achievement. Because we either do things for fear or faith. When we have faith, like today, I'm doing this podcast because I have faith that the more value that I can offer to my community the more value I'm going to get back in return, which is in the form of money. The more money I make, the more I can keep getting out to more people because the more I invest in things like Facebook ads, marketing, the more staff that I can hire, the more people we can help, the more I can travel, the more I can tour, the more I can live an inspiring life. And then because of that, everything is fulfilling in life. I love it. So I don't think that it's a scam, but people who who use money ineffectively think that it's a scam. People who use diets ineffectively think that they're a scam. People who don't understand how governments work think that they're a scam. When you understand the government, you're like, they just do what governments do. That's how they operate. It's not a scam. It's just that's how they operate. The cool thing is when you understand it, for me, I don't really give a fuck about what the government does. Because if the government act too stupid in Australia, I just move to another country because I have enough money, I understand how things work, and I just leave. So when you're in control of your life, you realize that there is only tests and lessons And the faster you can learn the lessons and the more you can overcome tests, the better your life becomes. The more you get stuck in lessons and blame and justify and go around in circles and waste all your energy on shit that is fear-based or stuff that causes stress and frustration, the more you give out in life, the more you get back. So just remember, a skeptical mind is normally one that is trapped. Someone who is focused on their vision, their mission and expansion in life will normally expand. I just remind myself all day long, Fear or faith, expansion or contraction, growth or death, doing more or doing less. I do not know people who achieve more in life by doing less. Now, I'm not saying that there's not ways of working smarter, but very rarely do I meet someone who is crushing it in the gym who is doing less than the average person. They're normally doing more. I very rarely meet someone financially who is doing less than more. Now, some people say, yeah, but I've met business people who do less. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But they did more for 30 or 40 years. And now they're doing a bit less. But have a look at what happens to their lifestyle. If they don't start doing more in other areas, they'll become gluttonous. So just be aware of that. We have to keep doing shit. We've got to keep filling our time. We have to keep doing things that are fulfilling. If not, we contract. We slowly kill off areas of life and life becomes more unfulfilling. So anyway, just remember, Driven Mofos, a skeptical mind causes us to either get stuck or contract. Don't be skeptical. Just see it for what it is and just fucking move on.
Keep learning the lessons and become smarter as an individual and you'll crush it in life. Don't let that shit get you stuck. Driven mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Peace out, everyone.